And now, Hangar 56 Media presents Spike's Car Radio, a downloadable cars and coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. That's what I'm playing. Excellent song. Let's just groove on it for a second. That rocks are towards me. What did you say? Which album? Rocks or Toys in the Attic? I don't remember. I'm not one for remembering any words of songs or even titles or albums. Unless it's Hendrix, maybe. Here they go. Boston boys. I don't think I really appreciated these guys when I lived in Boston. I would hear them on WBCN, but I never truly appreciated Jake Isles' band and Aerosmith. But I do now. And Steven Tyler's out here, right? We see him walking around a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shuffling about. Yes. A layabout in a bathrobe and slippers. Very, very skinny. I'm looking at Zuckerman. He's got a dog on his lap. <laughs> Can I take a picture right now? Just No, no, back the way you were, just like that. I want everybody to, to see the new Zuckerman. <laughs> I've always been a dog person, Ferriston. Yeah, but you've never podcasted with a dog. Okay, well, I have Rufus because Koji is not to be trusted oh, yes. with Rufus. But I love Koji because he's uh, a murderer. Right. Yes, he is. He's a what kind of dog? He is a Shiba Inu, and he's so sweet to people, but he kills small animals. And he hunts at night. Yes. And while we're each in our respective domiciles watching uh, Lincoln Lawyer, you'll send me pictures of the things that uh, Koji has killed in the evening. <laughs> he's, he's a surprisingly effective birder. I don't know how he gets the birds, why the birds are at his level, but if they happen to be at his level... Uh, he's going to kill him. And if the picture's good enough, I take it into the boys' room. I go, look, Koji's covered in blood again. Yeah, yeah, that's what he, he loves. If he kills it, he's got to he's got to rub it on his neck. He gets down like a T Rex without arms and rubs it all over his neck in victory. What is wrong with him? Everything. Well, it's just me and Zuckerman today. Old school show because uh, Johnny's where he's in England. Yes, he's wrecking, doing what? Wrecking the English Isles. He's I saw, at Goodwood. <clears throat> oh, he's at Goodwood. Someone, by the way, someone just a minute ago sent me a picture of a 250 GTO on fire at that event. Wasn't that something? Yeah. Apparently, they put it out quick or right. it had a fire suppression system. Uh, but yeah, that's a bad day for the owner. It's still great that these guys are doing it right, right? Yeah. I mean, $70 just, million dollars on fire. Why not? Why not? Why wouldn't you do that? He's not going to be around long, that guy. Have fun. Enjoy yourself. Does the same apply for $70 million paintings? It's Saturday Saturday <clears throat> morning. You know what? It, you- does, it, it Actually, it doesn't because the $70 million painting is gone forever. Forever, right. Right. The, the GTO can be repaired for a few hundred thousand dollars. Right. There's very different. Right. People don't think that way. 
Some car guys don't understand that. It's not that bad to fix these cars, even if they're worth that, tens of millions of dollars. That's what they would do in period. That's all that all of these cars right. were raced and crashed. Big yeah. deal. Yeah. So what? So what? We, but I'd still like to see some crazy billionaire lunatic go and set his $70 million painting on fire. Hmm. <laughs> what on Saturday morning, Ferriston? Let's torch this Manet. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Look. I got no problem with that. Uh, it wouldn't it wouldn't phase me in the least. I know the art world would freak out and it's gone forever. There's a lot of stuff to look at these days. This isn't like the old time before Instagram, right? It, I understand when there was no Instagram and other things. Yeah, let's paintings. We got to look at these images. But now there's a lot of other stuff to look at. Right, and impressionism is is dead now. But I love it. I love impressionism, but it's it's old. Yes. <laughs> Are we just uncouth vulgarians at this point, Zuckerman? We're just dicks. We're, we've shed, we've shed <clears throat> any any of, of <clears throat> our outer clothing. We're just telling it like it is. I mean, imagine getting one of those old tour guides to talk about, I don't know, uh, Ted Gushu's uh, latest photograph. A, a brilliant photographer, Type 7, but imagine him going, what Ted was thinking this morning when he photographed this Porsche. <laughs> He had a limp, and you can see in the, the tints he's applied to his photograph of the Porsche 911. They could do the same bullshit for any Instagram photo. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Right. He cut off his ear, Van Gogh. No, he's a fucking lunatic. Why Ted we- didn't like his latest picture of the Costa Smeralda, <laughs> and he hacked his ear off with a putty why knife. Are we, why are we still talking about him? It's all, uh-oh, what's Rufus about to do here? Rufus wants to jump onto the couch. I helped her. Okay, Rufus. Rufus means the red. Rufus is Latin. such a contradiction in a dog. The name is a male name. The dog is a female dog. The face is a male face. The dog is a female dog. We are in the era of gender fluidity, Ferriston. And that's what Rufus is. Rufus is, uh, is a citizen of, of the 2023. That's correct. She, he is all things. That's right. Rufus means the red in Latin. And there was, William Rufus was one of the first kings of England, William the Red. Really? Here's your history lesson. And is that morning. why Rufus is named Rufus? No, I just always wanted to name <laughs> a dog Rufus. And I didn't care if it was a girl or a boy. Well, there you go. And she is very Rufus. We've got a lot of cars to talk about. Um, on Spike's Car Radio. It's a nice chill day. Nice mellow day. This is a very exciting day for me. I'm going to be driving the GT4 RS for the very first time. Our friend from New York didn't show up last week, so I never really drove it. And by the way, <clears throat> Mercedes dropped a press car in the driveway. So I was with that, which we'll talk about. And there it is. <clears throat> Sitting right there. It's like, oh man, looks just right. It is really, you, you spec this car perfectly. It's really interesting. I can't wait to see what I get to do in it today. Maybe I'll get milk in it. Maybe we'll hit the canyons. Wear some ear pods. Um, but you're in a car. Zuckerman has a press car, which is very, very exciting. So last night you texted me. You go, I've got the tennis ball electric BMW. Yes. They dropped it off. 
They did. It was very... This How did is, that happen? Did you, they ask you or did they just go to your house? Well, you know I know those fellas. Oh, right. And so they wanted me to drive it. They wanted my impressions. They were more excited about you driving it originally than me. They said, could you get this to Zuckerman? And I said, no, that's not how it works. But <laughs> you know where he is. If he says yes, he'll he'll take it. And I, this is the first time I've experienced what you've experienced, which is coming home. I came home. They met me in Baldwin Hills. They met me at four o'clock. They had a wonderful guy at an enclosed carrier, had pulled the car off, oh, nice. had put it in the driveway, and coming home to a new car yeah. was fantastic. And so uh, they, the guy gave me a quick run through on the functions. Right. I And they're fairly simple once you know where they are. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of different functions. And I threw the dog in the house, and I took it for a ride. And a night ride. A night ride in... The hills of Baldwin Hills. Wow. And then I drove it again, day, you know, second day, first on time on the freeway today, yeah. around town. What a fantastic car. Yeah. You're a BMW guy, too. So you have a lot of experience in these older BMWs. What? What? Compare that, the, the, the petrol engine vintage BMW, to this thing. It, it does all the right things better, and then it negates some of the negatives of, of the old car very well. Right. And as one of the listeners pointed out, it's easier to take a, a car that's underpowered and handles great and give it a little more power via uh, batteries mm-hmm. than to take a car that has high horsepower but handles terribly and make it handle right. That's, right, a, that's right. a harder task. So this car handles like a BMW. Like a 2002. It really is perfect. They did great with how they distributed the weight of the batteries. So it does feel a little bit heavier, but it still feels like a perfect 50-50 weight distribution car. It's got a small prototipo steering wheel. Which is nice. Which is really nice, small diameter wheel. Uh, It handles great. The power, as you pointed out the first time I I stepped on the gas, I almost did go into the house. Yeah, you'll go right into the wall. Yeah, I almost created a new garage inside (laughs) inside the house. Because there's a moment where you're not quite sure, is this thing on? Did I do the proper sequence? And then you you touch it and it goes, boom. Right, and and it it takes very little touch on the gas pedal to get it to full power. You want to lay a feather on it. Yes. What is Rufus doing? Rufus, stop eating the plant. Oh, he's eating the plant. She is fine. She's part goat. I don't care. But that's not a poison plant. That's not a poison plant. Okay. And if she's poison, well, well, we'll find out later. (laughs) (laughs) She'll be throwing up in the. Yes. Throwing up in the in the tea. I've never seen a dog eat a plant before. She's cucumbers. She's grass. She eats broccoli. uh, She eats watermelon. uh, Any, but she likes uh, she likes to do this. All right. I'm just filming a little of it. So filming you a little bit of this of this goat dog. It's, uh, yeah, caterpillar behavior. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now throw up on camera. Um, so it gets a leaf off. What, what would you do? So, so, so you like it. You're a purist. You would drive something like this. It really opened my eyes to it, it to it, the it, possibilities. Sa- same for me. I, right. I said, okay, this is not a gimmick. This is valid. Yes, now, I don't know that I could make that same leap to a 911 that's electric. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> yes. Because you, you, what, you, what you want is to take the perfectly balanced, underpowered car 
and apply this electrification. Uh, that's that's right, my right. opinion. So some one of the listeners messaged and said, which one of my cars would I do this to? I'd do it to that Type 34 VW sitting oh, yeah. That yeah. would be the perfect uh, car to have this transplant. A yeah, 911, I, no. That's right? a good point of view. I like that. Yeah, yeah a 911 already has the right amount of power. It ha- yes, it's already <clears throat> perfect. Uh, this, mm-hmm. this Type 34 is under power, but it handles great. It looks brilliant. It's got a great greenhouse. This is what you would do it to. What I really appreciate on this car, and it has not been restored, which blows my mind, is the lack of wind noise when I was on the freeway. You said something about yeah, yeah. the lack of noise on this car. Normally, on an old car that has some wind noise, there will be wind noise, the engine covers it up, and you said that. In this car, I was on the freeway, and it was the, the wind noise didn't make me crazy. It was yeah. all very pleasurable and charming. If I had, I'd like a little more top end on this car. It accelerates really fast to 60 miles an hour. And then slows. It, it slows yeah. down. I need this thing to go that Did fast. Did you pop it in the sport mode? Did you pull yeah, that Yeah, I pulled that thing out. So I'd but l- yeah, that's the golf carty nature of the power curve I was right. talking about. Yes. There's a lot up front, and then it starts to peter out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Which makes it an urban kind of driving right. vehicle. Right. If I was doing it i would say to them uh and i'm sure they have to balance the range and all of these things and the weight of the vehicle i'd like oomph up to 80 or 90 in this car because certainly the the chassis the the steering the suspension and even the brakes could handle that yeah yeah for sure right so it to me home run uh and they haven't painted this car it still looks great Mm -hmm. They, they had a great donor car in this car yeah yeah it's so uh, yeah, I would consider if uh, when the why price you give is, them the Volkswagen. It sounds like a lot of money though, <laughs> right? It's a lot of money. One hundred and forty thousand euros for that conversion. Right? Yeah, if, if I hit some, if I get <clears throat> some unexpected bucket of money in, um, maybe. <laughs> Good news: a lady fell in a grave. <laughs> <laughs> True story, folks. It happens. It definitely happens. Well, I. Uh, we should do an ad. Let's do an ad. And today we're talking about Vredestein Tires, the official tire partner of Spike's Car Radio. That's right, our official tire sponsor. They have been putting tires on all of the Spike's Car Radio host cars and family cars. Uh, Erica, my wife, has quad track pros on her Tesla, which smoothed and quieted the ride. I can feel it. Jerry has tires for his Volkswagen uh, Beetle. He's got Sprint Classics on there. Johnny has them for his Rivian. Zuckerman will be getting them for his BMW. Um, oh, oh, and they also had a, uh, an amazing uh, vintage tire, the Grip Classic, that I put on my Land Rover Series 2A. We love Vredestein. Um, and they have had a long relationship with amazing designer Giorgetto Giajaro, who's a legendary automotive designer, designed uh, a couple of cars you might have heard of, the BMW M1, the DeLorean, the Lotus Esprit, the Maserati Giblet, Alfa Romeo, Alfetta GT. He also designed a bunch of cool Seiko watches. Uh, remember Sigourney Weaver's Aliens watch? The Seiko Speedmaster Ripley? He designed it. Seiko Speedmaster LCD driving watch worn by Anton Senna. Come on. Now he's uh, designing the tires. Wait till you see those sidewalls on the uh, Quadtrack Pro that's on the Tesla. You'll see that design. So, Vreds, 
Vredestein. Check them out where you get your tires. Um, you can go to Vredestein.com and learn about where they sell them. They're everywhere. They're everywhere in the world, and they're the tire for you. All right, back to the show. Um, here's what I was going to say before that uh, advertisement read. You talked about high-horsepower vehicles uh, that are difficult to drive, and I have one. <laughs> what do you got? I have the brand-new luxury uh, electric SUV Mercedes EQE SUV AMG. So it's an AMG, like, think of it as a Model Y competitor uh, electric platform that Mercedes has. Wow. Dropped off. Um, Formatic, not the dual, so uh, power to all the wheels. It's a $110,000 SUV. It is very fancy. It is very fast. The horsepower is 677 horsepower. Wow. It's got that really... Cool rear axle steering. So when you you know when they pulled it in the driveway, they were able to maneuver. You can just see that rear wheel turn. Crazy. It's it's fun, <clears throat> but it's lacking in a couple of places. Like uh, and and this car was just dropped off yesterday, and I have not been able to find my groove in it. And 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 when you said something that's got a lot of horsepower that's not easy to handle, that really resonated with me. What? What is that? She's eating dirt clumps now oh, no. the plant. Stop that. <laughs> wow. Go. This is Whoa. not going to end well. You got to pick a, be careful about what car you pick next because the dog's going to puke in it. Well, I don't know if the barbarians will mind. <laughs> they come from land. They come from a <laughs> See, region See, that's the puking. other good thing about press cards. Yes. You can put the barfing dog in it. Yes. Yeah, you go, go ahead. No problem. GP just like Oktoberfest, barf everywhere. It is. And still, we're nicer to press cars than any of these other guys are on racetracks. Anyway, let's talk about this Mercedes-AMG EQE SUV. <clears throat> it is monstrously fast. Zero to 60 is three seconds. It jams. And <clears throat> I'm not vibing with it yet. Hold on. Forget about him. I'm really not vibing with this car yet because it is... Uh, I don't, you know, it just, I'm having trouble driving it on sunset. Like it, <clears throat> it doesn't handle like an AMG car should handle, right? Right. When you see AMG on something, you expect not just speed, but handling. And this thing, you know, and the, and the EQ platform I like, the electric SUVs from Mercedes I like a lot. This thing seems a little too overpowered for what it is. Is a it a lot too actually? <laughs> so is it is it the weight that's <laughs> is it the weight that's affecting the weight in the center of gravity? It seems overpowered for what that, it is. Yeah. I mean, there's no other way to describe it except I've. It seems a little unruly, and for the type of vehicle that it is, like. You know, you get into a Lamborghini uh, Urus, you get into that uh, Turbo GT. I know those are gas-powered cars, but there's a feeling of competence and uh, performance with those. It feels smaller than it is. No, it feels sure of itself on the road. This one is a little toastery. It's a little squeezed (laughs) in, and it's a little upright. And I, you know, I haven't found a seating position that doesn't make me feel like I'm driving uh, like an electronics delivery van of some kind. (laughs) You know, when the computer guy comes over, you know, he's got that kind of. So you're kind of upright like that, but then you've got 677 horsepower of all all electric, right? It's really silly. And you've got these three modes, comfort, sport, sport plus. 
each with their own distinct sound. So comfort's kind of okay. You turn it on, it sounds like a like a futuristic jukebox turning on, like Warlords right? of the 23rd yeah. century. <laughs> yeah, you unlock it. And it was really annoying me, but when I <clears throat> did it to the kids, they loved it. They were like, this is the greatest thing we've ever seen. Then I said, listen to this. I had to pick pick up, you know, my whole life is picking up kids, so I've got the perfect thing to do that. I get in this thing with both kids at different times and said, let's put, watch what this thing can do. Put it in sport plus mode. It takes off. It sounds like a, you know, it's a, a sci-fi movie spaceship. <laughs> it goes, <laughs> teleportation. And I go, isn't that stupid? They go, no, this is amazing. So maybe, maybe I'm too old for this idea. But as a parent, like you could definitely see a parent going, wow, now I want to drive this because the kids love being in it. And, you know, their friends are like, what is it? It's a beautiful dark blue metallic. This 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 SUV is a lot of things. And I've only forgive me, been in it for about 12 hours. So I don't think it's fair for me to really not like it yet. But I have not. You know how you find a vibe with a car? Right. I, I haven't found my vibe with it. The way I, the Bentley SUV, I was immediately kind of in a vibe and went, oh, I got this. I know how to drive this. I know where to drive it and when not to drive it. It fits into my life a little bit. This one, I don't know. There's such a part. And <clears throat> by the way, the Mercedes thing, they've got to start simplifying. It's getting more and more complicated. I could show you a picture of that steering wheel. You just get lost. You can, yeah, you can do a lot with it, but you just get lost in the choices and the number of knobs. And it's gone. What Tesla does with simplifying, these folks are going, hey, let's go the other way. You know, it's, it's a valid criticism. They, they need to uh, simplify and get some of the stuff off the steering wheel. And get too many layers, too many choices. Now, I was complaining about charge pads last week. <laughs> Their charge pad is great. It works perfectly. You drop your phone in every time. You're not adjusting it like you're cranking your pants during a tennis match like Medvedev. Uh, you don't watch tennis, but Medvedev's hand is on his crank. <clears throat> Between every every hit, every ball, he's hand cranking it, pulling and poking at himself. Mm. <laughs> that's very nice like the vanilla ice of the tennis it's tennis funny though court. Zuckerman because the tennis when they it's all televised obviously and they're in they're in pretty tight shots right it's not exactly waist up but it's you know up from the ankles and so you've just all you're watching tennis and you're just watching a guy adjust his crank a, well a, a maybe Russian, maybe 50% of the population likes that a Russian growling guy you know a snarl a, a gnarly kind of Russian yeah. Crank adjusting. Let me take my kebab. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'll keep driving this thing, Mercedes. And uh, but but uh, there's a lot to like about it. It's wild acceleration. The fit and finish is beautiful. The smooth ride, the quietness. It is absolutely silent inside. The ride is very smooth. Um, how do you feel? Does this compete against Tesla? And um, how does it compete? It definitely does in those regards. Um, not acceleration, but fit and finish and smooth ride are, are better. Um, the range is pretty average. It's only 250 miles to the charge, which is not good enough. That's not good enough. And that's a factor of horsepower and speed? I and don't know, but that's not what people want. And if they want a fast electric, they don't want it shaped like this. Um and, you know, it doesn't handle like other AMGs. It's, you, you have an expectation of handling that's just not there. But um, here's the good news. 
listen to all the, the manufacturers that are going to be using the Tesla superchargers, which has been the big holdup with these other brands, right? People choose Tesla more often than not, not because of the, they like the cars. They want that charging network. Ford, this is all next year. Ford, GM, Honda, Nissan, Mercedes-Benz, Polestar, Rivian, and Volvo announced uh, that their vehicles will now be able to use uh, Tesla superchargers or will be in 2024. I think Rivian is 2025. And Fisker, should they still be around and not bankrupt, they will be uh, also in 2025. That will be a bigger. That will be a bigger emergence from hospice than our friends <laughs> at, at Lotus. I mean, they're deep in hospice. They are. And they're, they've got some cool looking stuff, but I've heard some things at least about the press cars, that made me go, nope, they're not going to make it. But maybe, maybe they're uh, in their beta phase and they're going to fix it. Who knows? But how about all of those cars? You'll see those at the Tesla Supercharger. Well, Tesla's just won that war. They're now the dominant system. They're the QWERTY <clears throat> keypad of all keypads. Right. They're the, they've, they've won the operating system. And, and that in and of itself just... Further cements that Tesla's not going anywhere. Well, at least the charging stations. Right. In, in some form or another, they are they are now an integral part of any electric vehicle future. Yeah. And yeah. I think and and if if they and if they've secured those brands, it's just a question of time before the rest. Fall you know what? Into you know line. it's fun. You don't have a Tesla, but the Tesla. I find myself wanting to go to the Tesla supercharging station. I like it. It's away from my house. I sit with other te- Tesla people. I, I watch a little Netflix on the TV. It's inside the car, and it's and it's it's a good experience as opposed to Electrify America or any of these other weird parking lot places where you just feel like at any minute I could get mugged by somebody. Maybe there should be a little salon where the California people go and smoke some blunts. They are doing that. I mean, they're opening a diner in Hollywood, the Tesla Diner. Don't order the shrimp. <laughs> Trust me, don't order the shrimp. The musk shrimp. <laughs> Anything musky. Ah, uh, <clears throat> what other good news? Excuse me. Let me. Very oh, the air is bad. Flemulous. Sorry. 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 I apologize. After months of customer hellfire. Another BMW story. BMW is no longer charging monthly heat fees for heated seats. <laughs> I guess nobody paid for that subscription. Duh. And everybody hated it. <laughs> and everybody hated it. And hated them. The luxury automaker wanted to streamline production and reduce costs by physically installing heated seats in every single car since 90% of the BMWs are bought with seat heaters anyways. Then owners who didn't inspect heated seats from the factory could digitally unlock them. This is just such a stripper money grab with a monthly subscription. Can you imagine subscribing to your seats there? Because this is going to get me mad all over again. Or you, uh, a one-time perma-buy option, Zuckerman. I want to know who came up with this bright idea and then who agreed to it. They should have... Pieter Nota, marketing boss, still believes it's a good idea. He still believes it. Pieter it is a bad idea. You fucking idiot. You fucking dope. <laughs> Stop. Stop defending it. It was a terrible idea and you got your ass handed to you. Yes. 
I uh, I love capitalism, but capitalism right now is out of hand in this country. The way it with the extra fees, the way it's grinding humanity everywhere you look for every little thing you put your blinker on. Every time you use it, it's you have to pay us. Fuck you. you wanna, Stop. Here's what was the equivalent of this was these robo delivery, these food delivery carts. I love that, that. had a built that you had to tip those people, those yes. robots. You had to T- tip a robot. Yeah. They, and they were just taking the money. Why would you be tipping a robot? The robot put a person out of work, a person who needs the tips. Yeah. Why would you tip a robot? It seems like the robot, whenever I see them around L.A., takes a really long time to get there. Like, I, I've been trying to get one to come up to my house, but they won't come up to the hills. Those things should be thrown in the Venice canals like the bird scooters. <clears throat> People do them. Be. Do they really? Yeah, well, they're, they're a bunch of TikTokers who... Uh, Call, treat them like people and call them by the name that's on the side. Like, hello, Eric. And, and what have you done, Eric? You know, if, so, if, if someone, you know, homeless people tend to tip them over and take the food, which is, <laughs> which is cool, which yeah, I love. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and then if someone's beating on it for no reason, this TikTokers will make these funny videos. Like, Eric, here, let me help you, Eric. What happened to you, Eric? <laughs> so there's a nice little ecosystem, social media ecosystem with those. But, right. um, and I have no problem with the robots. No, but I, I do have a problem with people grinding grinding Americans for no reason for fees. I'm I'm tired of that. We're all tired of subscriptions. You know, it's just getting worse and worse. We're not gonna subscribe. Pieter, Pieter, we're not gonna subscribe to your dumb seats. We bought the car, we want the car and everything that's in it. Leave us alone or we yeah, will it's not like, buy it's, BMWs. It's, it's like when you go to the supermarket and they ask you, do you want to donate $20 to end world hunger? Hey, hey, billion dollar corporation, how about you donate $20 to end world hunger? Leave me out of it. Pieter, <coughs> this is Pieter's defense. We thought, now, now it's, it's just lot, an yeah. attack on this guy, Pieter Nota. We thought that we would provide an extra service to the customer offering the chance to activate that later, but the user acceptance isn't that high. People feel that they paid double, which was actually not true. Oh, sure. But perception is reality, I always say. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, Peter, you're, you're taking this well. <laughs> so that was the reason we stopped. <laughs> Oh my god, we get a lot, and we then we have listener questions. Let me just uh, blow through some more of these stories. <clears throat> and I knew you would like this story, Zuckerman. Here's another story I knew you would like. Here's a headline: Guns, drugs, and prostitutes. Police raid yacht in Nantucket Harbor. Oh my god, Swiggins! <laughs> Swiggins! <laughs> A 70-foot motor yacht anchored in Nantucket Harbor was raided by Nantucket police. By the way, the Nantucket police are raiding people? Have you ever seen that police organization? I just think of the, the fisherman, right? <laughs> the guy who makes fish sticks. And the federal, the- oh, the DEA was on it too. Wow, this is good. So this is a guy. Listen to this guy, all right? Uh, 69-year-old. Yes. <laughs> the owner of the yacht, Scott Anthony Burke, uh, formerly a retired doctor, was taken into custody Tuesday morning, is now facing drug trafficking weapon charges related to the incident, subsequent search of the yacht. He will be arraigned September 11th. Uh, the initial response to Vessel was due to a report of a female party on board the yacht. Female party. Not a party of females, a female, female person party. who did not want to be there and who was under the influence of narcot- n- narcotics and possibly had overdosed. Dr. Burke, you've been a very bad boy. <laughs> Investigators, including DEA special agent, boarded, searched the JessCon. Welcome to the JessCon, Swiggins. It's just a con. (laughs) 325. 
They confiscated 43 grams of cocaine. Nice. 14 grams of Elon Musk branded ketamine. Yeah. And two pistols, a 380 Smith & Wesson shield and a 9 millimeter Smith & Smith & Smith & Wesson. Uh, and how, and two fine and, gun choices by the way. That's exactly what And you, we know there were boxes and boxes <laughs> of blue chew. You know, the three the, the Smith & Wesson, you know, that's the one that works all the time, right? That's a revolver. Yeah. And then the 9 mil, you want that to look cool with various ammunition. Can you imagine what this doctor is up to? Dr. Burke, you like I said, you've been a very bad boy, but I give you credit for, for initiative at 69. At 69 years old, you're, yeah. you're really He's out pushing there. You're 70. wild. He's you're, wild. You're a wild old man. I've got an idea, Swiggins. Let's go. Let's go to Nantucket and, and moor off the coast of what cheese it yes. and snort Copious amounts of blow with the local prostitutes. And if you need to come down, some ketamine will do the trick. Just don't do too much. Why look at that girl? She's all foamy mouth. Blue. What do we do? <laughs> Toss her in the drink. No, I don't think we should. Didn't work for Teddy Kennedy and Chappaquiddick. <laughs> in 69, we can't do that. Don't you remember that happened to good old Teddy? We can't let that happen to us. <laughs> I bet you they thought that way. I bet you they absolutely thought that way. You know, it's funny on a boat. What is this guy? I mean, you must bump into doctor addicts all the time. All the time. Right? Yeah. The high on their own supply type. Yeah. Which is worse, a pharmacist or doctor in your anecdotal experience with drug abuse? Doctor's way worse than the pharmacist. Well, okay. There's one example of, of the pharmacist who was, he, he was the compounding pharmacist for chemotherapy treatments. And because he was so whacked out on drugs and needed money, he was diluting what he was supposed to be giving people. Um, but that's an isolated example uh, of, of when it goes bad. When it goes bad for doctors, surgeons, anesthesiologists, um, you can have some really bad outcomes. And then you also, you know, you get the nurses oh, yeah, who the have stolen, they've stolen the pain pills and then the guy's hitting the pain pump after surgery. Beep, 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 beep. And really? you can't get any morphine because somebody took the morphine, oh, gave him water. Yeah. Yeah, but I, uh, generally doctors. This are, guy's from Florida. He's from Key Largo, course, party of course, town. Of course, what a surprise. He said he had uh, he had permits for the guns, which of course were state permits that had expired in Florida. And what about permits for the Coke and the ketamine? <laughs> and what about those permits? Did you produce permits for those? <laughs> I got a permit for my blow. I got Wouldn't if he went out far enough, he'd be okay, right? If he were two miles out, there's nothing they could do. No, I think it's. I think I think it's 13 miles, but I don't think the U.S. Coast Guard gives a fuck. You would be out a little further. So and what? Ha- I mean, I what really happens now. now to him? I want to know. No, I no, I know what happens to him now. But what happened? Like this girl overdoses. Did she make a call? That she probably help? she was probably called 911 because the doctor was saying, "Don't yeah. wreck the party. You'll be fine." Um, you know, just just mellow out. I'll give you some milk. We Drink can only milk. we can only hope that before she left, she had bloody diarrhea all over uh, the yacht, like oh, Delta planes. Oh, Swiggins, Delta isn't ready when you are. <laughs> reminds me to Peabody. It reminds me of Harvard when Smithson crapped in the loving cup. What does that even mean? You know, this is what I was talking about, that 918 at Delta. Yes. This, is what, this is what I was talking about, all right? 
You can play back that episode where I said 918 Porsches should not be around an airline. And now, here we are, a few weeks later, bloody diarrhea all over the plane. That could have been the 918. It may have been the 918. It may. Let's just say it was. Wouldn't, you know, I I can't, you know, obviously that that ended up being a big story and lots of folks were talking about it. And eventually someone produced a horrible, horrible video. And it really was throughout the play. (laughs) Throughout was the correct description throughout. Yes. And we still don't know the person. It was a lady. Yes, we do. But we don't know why she could be going through chemotherapy or she could be. Who who knows? Amoebic dysentery. Amoebic dysentery. What was stunning about the story was they got that same plane going a few hours later. Five hours later, and they put the same people on it, and she was on it. She was. Yeah. Could you imagine? You're you're there in row 13B sitting next to her in 13A, and you got to say, well, you tell her, do you try to comfort her and say, that happens to everybody. <laughs> no, it doesn't happen to everybody. Do you lie and say, oh, I did that. I did that coming back from Ibiza. <laughs> well, I, she's a national hero. She's a national treasure at this point. I'm really a big fan of hers for doing it. You're right. It's the all of us fear kind of uh, pooping our pants incidents from when we're kids, from when we're in school, up until now. It's probably the worst thing that can happen to you. And it's happened probably to everybody. She's now the winner, right? She's she would, had the absolute. I had heard one uh, previously. I'd heard one worse story. Well, there was the drink carts guy. Remember him all no. thirty years ago? <clears throat> there was a story I read. I was. Uh, this, this is a book I was reading about finance. It was about. Oh yes, a finance oh, yes. guy. The guy at Goldman Sachs. Yeah, the guy at Goldman Sachs who was on, on the, the private sm- small small private jet with a little commode that was only separated from the passenger area curtain. by a shower curtain, and that didn't go all the way up. They right. could see his what face. What book was that? We were both reading it, but that story was previously my biggest nightmare story. He had horrible, horrible diarrhea, and, and, <laughs> and he, he was with the people that they, were just making hiring him. yes billion dollar deals. <clears throat> yes, and yes. they could see his face while he was <laughs> emitting. His only his face was above the curtain, and he was emitting horrible foul. I think diarrhea. This, this woman needs to. Oh boy, I think this woman. That was me. That was me. Come here. Stop barking. What's that medal they give you, the highest civilian award? I think she needs to come forward, and she has to go look and be proud and say, I I did it. I I did did the most embarrassing thing. I wrecked that whole fucking plane. I wrecked it, and then I got (laughs) up on that plane again, head held high. Yes. And and all eyes were on me for that next flight. I wonder when they were going around for the meals, if everybody was watching her closely. What's your meal selection? (laughs) Are you going to take the shrimp? I... Can't believe they didn't. I mean, wouldn't you expect that that plane, just for appearances, they should have just taken it out? And they said we've decommissioned it. It's yeah, out yeah. Of the desert. You can't it, just pull the carpet out and yeah. say we did a deep cleaning and expect us they, to believe that. This would be a, a, something that I would agree that they should lie about. Oh yeah, yeah we put that plane in the desert. Yeah. It's out there with all the other trash. Yes, it'll never be used again. Yes, they give it a new number. They repaint it. Speaking of new numbers and repainting. How about that segue? And then we're going to get to your questions, I promise. Um, Bloomberg Business on Instagram had a story of Patek Philippe watch given to John Lennon by his wife, Yoko Ono, shortly before his assassination. Was he assassinated? Is that the right word? He was murdered. He was was assassinated. Was he assassinated? He was shot by a lunatic. 
Uh, has been discovered in Geneva, resurfacing after having disappeared for years. Look, we we found found. it. I look what I have. (laughs) And I bet there's a great backstory of lies. A hobo. Yoko, uh, hold on. Uh, Yoko had... Uh, No, I I was telling you to hold (laughs) on. I want to read the the rest of the story. Yoko uh, had given Lennon the watch for his 40th birthday. uh, And a former driver for the... Oh, my God. What? Look what she had in her mouth, a desiccated... Cockroach. Oh God. Ugh. This this dog. Yeah. Uh okay, where were we? Uh Hobo Ono. Yes. Uh Ono had uh given Lennon the watch for his 40th birthday. Okay. And a former driver for the Japanese artist is suspected to have stolen the timepiece <laughs> <laughs> long ago. So Yoko's driver stole it. The missing wristwatch has long been considered a holy grail for collectors and could be one of the most valuable timepieces in the world. I don't think so. I, I mean, doesn't this sound a little too good to be true? The driver stole it. Did she really write down the serial you number? Know, what? Like when miraculously, the numbers matching engine is reunited yeah, yeah, with yeah. the four cam car. I'm skeptical. Count me skeptical. Count me skeptical. And what does John Lennon mean to the uh, to the watch market? No, no, don't let him chew on that. That's an electrical thing. They literally will, he'll literally get elected. Well, a good idea bringing the dog today, Zuckerman. Okay, it was a test run. Rufus, don't chew electric wires. You, you'll die. That's what, you know, when they, when they brought Gopher over, you know how they have to do the adoption inspection? Right. That, that, that's the only thing that was wrong with my house. You said you can't charge iPhones down there. And I said, will you tell my wife that? I, I don't want to tell her she's doing you something wrong. You had a cockroach in your mouth and you're licking my face. <laughs> that's okay. I love you. All right. Before we go, we're going to do questions. See if uh, see if our friends have... I, I asked them to... Uh, any comedy or any uh, legal questions, Suckerman? Comedy and or legal questions. The first thing that's opening up is Sheffield All Sport Watches. They have sold out <laughs> their watches. They're sold out. Their their watches have sold out because of us. This is there's a post about us right He's now. He's such a nice guy. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm so happy we could help him, man. It's really great. It Keep was a great buying story. His watches, they're fantastic. He's going to send us some more. We'll let's do another giveaway. We'll send it. We'll uh, we'll give away a few. But it makes me now. Now I got to get my watch out. I'm wondering what's happening with my watch. I'm close to approving uh, uh, approving a design, which I'm very excited about, and. Uh, but my watch isn't an automotive watch. My watch is a workout watch and a tennis watch. So I want you to, uh, I want you to understand that that it may not be you for you, the listener. That we're trying to create a uh, a brand here and fill a space that I think uh, exists. By the way, there's that new uh, that new Swatch Blanc Pain. Did you mm. see that? They're doing Great those. Lab. Another one. So now already the Omega Swatch is uh, is now secondary. I immediately went and bought another Omega Swatch, sensing there would be a deal, and I found one. I bought that uh, light blue Excellent. Tiffany one. You're very from, smart. From a nice man in New York for pretty much the price that he bought it for. Um, and our friends at Horace Straps. Horace. I was all over them immediately. Are you guys doing the new collab? They said, shh, yes. Don't shh. tell anyone. 
because that's what you need. I, 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 I like the strap a little more on the new Swatch, but you need a Horus to go with it. People are putting Horus on all sports now. People are putting Horuses, obviously, on the Swatches. They're doing a great job. Mark, nice people. <clears throat> Mark uh, and his dad are Porsche guys, and we see them up in Monterey, and they, they got a great product, and they're doing really well. He, uh, I told him about my new watch, and he's, oh, I'm sending you a bunch of stuff. Get ready. Nice. It's swag. good. Life Swaggy is good. Swag. <clears throat> All right. Our first question is from a Johnny Lieberman. Swag. <laughs> horrible. Horrible blob. <laughs> Look, he's, he's trying to ruin the show from wherever he is. Yeah. Does your helicopter have an ashtray? Mine does. What is he talking about? <sighs> yeah, who knows? Is he trying to say he's on a helicopter? I think he is. He's impressed by helicopters, and they are impressive. Until they crash. I've enjoyed uh, every single ride I've taken on a helicopter. Absolutely. From the, uh, from the Crash Hawks with the U.S. Army. I got to uh, fly with those guys. They've got guns aiming out Sacramento. You would love this feeling. Oh, my God. You're in the center of this uh, uh, Black Hawk helicopter, right? On either side of you, you've got Army gunners with reflective helmets on. You can't see their face with 50 caliber machine guns, I believe, aiming out. And you're <laughs> flying over L.A. and you're just like, hey, I've got an idea. I know some folks here I'd like to make an impression on. He settled this uh, rider strike pretty quick. Pretty quick. Let's fly over that mansion right there. And uh... <clears throat> All right, here we go. Um, I'm not going to answer. I'm not going to. Okay. Hey, Spike Ferriston, I have two. No. Uh, uh, James Serafino. What Porsche model best fits yours and Zuckerman's and Johnny's personalities best? Uh, we're not going to answer that. When will Paul officially change the focus of his practice to feces law? People are just trying to be funny and failing. And uh, we're not going to answer your question. What's your favorite car movie or favorite car from a movie? Okay. You know what I watched last night, Ferriston? This is a great question. Go ahead. Because last night I watched Crazy Mary, Dirty Larry. Oh, yeah. Don't you remember that? Yeah, yeah. We got Peter Fonda. Uh, We've got uh, that Rourke, Adam Rourke was, it was Deke. And we got Susan uh, George, the funny skinny girl. And what a fantastic movie. I had not watched that movie in probably 40 years. And it was uh, like uh, eating a cupcake. It was a wonderful little confection. Uh, The cars were great. The shitbox 68 that was hopped up. The 69 Charger that was was super beefy. Um, And you know what? And they died at the end. It was fantastic. And Peter Fonda. What's cooler than a 60s Peter Fonda? Exactly. He's like Medvedev. In yeah. fact, if I, that's who I would cast in a Medvedev movie as 60s Peter Fonda. Yep, yeah, 100%. They, they look the same. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed watching that, and that was a great car movie to see. I'm still watching Warrior on Max. <clears throat> yeah. Really fun. Are you, on, are you on season two? Season two. I kind of petered out on season two. Should I get back into it? If you like, uh, yeah, a lot of martial arts fights. Well, I like killing and drug dealing and all that other stuff. Yeah, well, they're dealing molasses, man. Yeah. They're dealing molasses. Um, and then I watch Murders in the Building. Uh, eh. with Erica, fantastic show. My eh. favorite show. What a show. You want to know a show that makes me jealous that I didn't uh, have anything to do with it is that show. It's that a writer show. show. Is a perfect creation. It's a writer show. Is it, you're, you're, it's beyond that. I mean, it's a huge hit for them. I, it is. And it's uh, so well written and so entertaining, and like said, makes me show. makes me think. I, I reminds me of living in New York, and uh, it can get a little corny. Mm. I know people are calling giving Martin Short shit for that, but uh, you shouldn't. He's a delight. Everyone is a delight in it. It's a lovely movie, TV show. 
Any new additions to the watch collection? Well, you just heard I did. I got another Swatch, and I think some other things. But we got a we got a GT4 RS watch. Uh, oh yeah, you got that. Yes, you got it. I, I guess I'm getting the GT3. You're RS getting the GT3 watch. RS watch. I got. Have the you watch. worn it? I let my. I gave it to Dell to. I said, "Hey, check this. Oh, out. wear great. this a little sure. bit." And then he called me up yesterday to tell me, "Hey, Dad." I looked up the price of this watch. You <laughs> Did you give me this watch? And I said, oh, well, we're going to revisit what the value of this is. So I said, whatever you do, just don't lose it. What is the value of the watch? He says Six? they go for eight grand. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. They're nice. And I was surprised to hear that, too. It is, uh, it is you know, as the fleecing of America continues, um, all of the $4,000 watches suddenly went to $8,000 yes. watches, it feels like. The fives went yeah. to eights, the eights went to Of course, a lot 12s. more to build that stupid the thing. The 12s went to 15s. It, everything Precious feels like Precious metals, rare earth metals, Ukraine, Now that whatever. you're a uh, pedal commute, now that you're a Subaru guy, do you think that the Subaru has a future in higher Subaru brand? What? I, I don't even know what that means. I'm not a Subaru guy. I like Subaru. We haven't we haven't got the Subaru. We like yet. Subaru just for what it is right now. Yeah, but, I, but, but am I a Subaru guy? No. I meet them where Subaru is their primary brand, and they are passionate, uh, a fun group of people. Uh, oh, Rensport's up. Lots of folks asking us about going to Rensport. I, I have been invited by Porsche. <clears throat> we have been invited by Porsche to bring our show up there and record. But, but, how, but, how, wouldn't that, isn't that, isn't that nice that we got that, in, in, that invitation to work for free for Porsche? Oh, you mean so we have to somehow get up there? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. To- but they will pay for the breakfast buffet. <laughs> oh, so so we're we're responsible for gas and lodging, and they've got a little bit of food. Yeah, oh, fuck that. No, look, we will definitely travel our podcast, uh, but you're going to pay us. That's yeah. the only way it's going to work. <clears throat> we we sell branded episodes of the show. If we like where we're going, we will do that for you. And uh, room and board, yeah, you're doing that. You're tr- you're taking care of travel, and then you're also taking care of fees. Anything short of that. Uh, no, I'm sorry. We're not going to do that. Right? It's just not that. That's not us. Give we, my goddamn money. We do Pebble Beach uh, because it is for charity, and we make them a lot of money. Apparently, they made a ton of money. The whole Concord made a ton of money, uh, which we were just a small part of, and uh, to meet with our fans. But uh, we're, not, we're not doing that. We all have to work. We've nope. got things to do. Nope, nope, nope. That Got enough said, of my money, Porsche. If your son at his bar mitzvah wants Zuckerman there, uh, we'll do it. You just got to pay. We're very reasonable, I think, compared to uh, other podcasts that travel. I'll be there. <laughs> there'll be a, there'll be a segment of the podcast. Watch Zuckerman eat. <laughs> I've had a couple offers for live shows, Zuckerman, in and around Hollywood to to to, to bring on uh, Spike and friends, uh, not just cars, comedians, and do a live event that way. I'm I'm talking about it. I just don't know exactly. I'm trying to figure, you know, pe- here's what people really liked about the Pebble Beach show. They liked that I had a front section with Jerry and a comedian come out and he could just be Jerry and be hilarious and spit his wisdom and make the audience laugh. And then I had you clowns come out and you did the same. <clears throat> and it had a nice shape to it, right? Right. And I got to sit behind a desk, which I love. I love interviewing people. It's fun. Um, if I can figure out that to a live audience here in a, in a couple of locations, this is a downtown thing, and then there's a Hollywood proper. Uh, we we could do it. We charge tickets. I'm sure we could sell all the tickets out. I'm just not, you know, 
I always just get insecure. Like, why, why do people want to listen to us? But if we did an SCR-themed bar mitzvah, that would be That's hilarious. more interesting. Take questions from 13-year-olds. Yeah, we'll sing. When am I going to get pubic hair? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, let me see. Uh, what is your shortest ownership of a car, says Neil R. Let. That's a good question. Shortest car oh, yeah. ownership? I have one. Uh, I leased a Porsche Cayenne. I can't remember the brand it won. It might have been a Porsche Cayenne Sport. And Dean dropped it off. And then he was on his way back in the Uber. And I said, turn around. <laughs> oh, that's fast. That was real. I said, I made a mistake. I wasn't paying attention. I'm sorry. I can't drive this for three years, uh, three minutes, let alone three years. Forget it. That's a good one. What do you got? I got a early Targa, early 911 Targa that had a 3.6 Vario Ram engine in it. I got it, and I think I told you the story. It was like I had felt like I was a child molester driving this car. That that having wrecked a 911, putting a 3.6 engine in it, just uh, I I got rid of it after one ride. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, boy, I don't even know what that means. What? What was it like when Tom Hanks was doing a Seinfeld impression on SNL before the show even started? What? All right, you got to rephrase. You got to. You got to. Did Zuckerman ever have a Kramer-like client thinking Jackie Childs and Kramer versus Java World? I would say a lot of your clients are Kramer-like. Oh, ten thousand percent. Right. Yes. Yeah. Right. Um, Peter McNulty, Rensport. There's some chatter. I know. Uh, I know our friend from New York appears to be going, but you and I are going to have. We, you know, here's the problem that we always have. We just made a Herculean effort to kind of get out of our houses and get up there for Monterey. It's it's in a couple of weeks. It's at the end of the month. Ugh. And while I love seeing these cars and hearing them go around the track, and I mean, it would be a great place to debut the, the, the GT4 RS sucker. I mean, I mean, look at that car. I mean, we get that thing up there. We do a couple parade laps. That would be pretty good. Wow. Right? I mean, that's the audience for this car. So true. It has, right now, we're, we, here we are on this Saturday. Yeah. We have zero plans to do it, but that doesn't mean we won't, it won't change. If Porsche steps up to the plate. They will, but. I mean, what does that mean for us, that we have to fly to San Francisco? Ugh. COVID is raging, Zuckerman. <laughs> Not for me. I'm still in the honeymoon period post-COVID. I'm so happy. Going to concerts. I went and saw Buddy Guy and Kingfish perform at the Hollywood Bowl, playing a lot of blues. You know, Buddy Guy, you know. 120. He's 87, still playing guitar. He's the... Uh, you know who his big influence was? Who? None other than Muddy Waters. And then he goes on to inspire, uh, you know, Jimi Hendrix. Right. Eric Clapton. Uh, Keith Richards. Uh, He's a living legend. John Mayer's not really in that conversation, but a fantastic guitarist. Uh, Steve Ray Vaughan. You know, Steve. a lot of incredible guitarists. And he's up there jamming. And he comes out in, uh, this is what he wore. A, a collared shirt, like a blue patterned shirt with the sleeves all the way down, overalls, some striped Dickies overalls, and a black uh, cap, baseball cap. And it worked. For him? Yeah. 
And he immediately took control of the audience. Immediately, just by being quiet and staring at them and smiling. You know how uh, Chappelle has that mischievous smile? He's got that too. Right. And, and you might be in on it with him. And he starts playing some of his songs, and then he holds the mic out to have the audience sing, and the audience kind of uh, limp, uh, limps, not really loud, sings it really softly, and he goes, uh, you know, I know you're not used to hearing profanity here at uh, the Hollywood Bowl, but you better fucking sing my song. <laughs> Fuck it up. <laughs> Something like that. The audience roars, and you're just dying. And he, you know, he's playing and he's, you know, the camera's close on him. They have the two big monitors. He's pelvic thrusting. Here's an 87-year-old man pelvic thrusting, singing about having sex with a 19-year-old girl. <laughs> You're just like... <laughs> and, 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 and the audience is just filled with old blues fans, which is a, a weird subset of, of, of music fan I'd never seen. Like, I looked at some of these women and I, and I thought that would be... If you went to a Midwestern library, that's the woman who's the librarian. And she is air guitaring now and vaping and smoking pot openly at the Hollywood Bowl, dancing to blues. You know what dancing to blues looks like? Not, Not good. Great. Like that. And uh, we were with friends of ours uh, eating candy and popcorn and had a great time. Great time. Nothing but uh, admiration and love for Buddy Guy and this other guy, Kingfish, who uh, I didn't know. He's a bit uh, overweight himself, but boy, can he play the guitar. Credible guitar player. These guys tour, for sure. You guys have to check them out. Mark Simmons says, What can you tell us about the CHP 1199 Foundation? I see a number of license plates on frames, uh, license plate frames on fast cars. Well, 1199 is a foundation that benefits California Highway Patrol. Come on, we're almost done. Yeah, stick with it. Stick with it. And uh, they are a charity organization that used to uh, give you, with a donation, a license plate frame. And legend has it that if you have this frame and you're pulled over for speeding on the highway... You get a special wink and a nod and you go on your way. Correct. And um, I can tell you, from my personal experience, I have one. I haven't put it back on the car in a while, but it works. I've been... uh, I have been uh, told to slow down on the highway once. I remember a, uh, a police officer went next to me and just went, can you cool it? Didn't pull me over. And a second time, pulled me over and checked and let me go. But don't ever ask if it's because of the license plate frame. Then you'll get a ticket. <laughs> then you're going to get the ticket. But I don't know that they do that anymore. I think people got uh, started complaining about special treatment right, and bribes. And then, and, and then those kind of people that have fake uh, fake license plate frames. Like. Yeah. Do you know Jim Marshall, who's now no longer with us, the rock and roll photographer, right. famously photographed Johnny Cash. And he would drive down to visit us from San Francisco, and he had one. And he told me uh, he never got a ticket, that it worked like a charm. Are you listening, Zuckerman? I am Just listening. Staring at the dog. I'm staring at the door, but I like Jim Marshall. He took yes. the best, best photographs. Yes. Um, People all uh, worked up here about the CVT uh, in the Subaru. It's going to drive me nuts. For the record, I don't have that car yet. That was a press car. I don't have it yet. But um, we'll get there. I'm a little uh, confused on the timing of everything. I heard I got an allocation for the Bronco. 
someone has, I've seen a couple now on the road and people are telling me how much the world is enjoying these Heritage Broncos, that they're just fun, which I suspected. A couple listeners said uh, dads at schools are showing up, kids are going nuts. It's exactly what I expected. Yeah. It's so going to be a fun thing. But I don't know, you know, I've got to decide about the Defender next week. My lease is up. I'm, I'm riding it right out. To the very I can extend it, I guess. But I'm waiting to hear about the Ford. I'm waiting to hear about the Subaru. Do I just drive the Subaru? I think you do. Just get one? Get, yeah. I got to find Fine. one. Get a Subaru. Drive it, hand it off, wait for the Ford to jump in. 100%. That's the way to go. I'm over the Defender. I know you love it. I'm over it. Okay. I'll take your advice, Zuckerman. Oh, here's a good one for you, Zuckerman. What's the what's the craziest car related case you've ever had? We heard one, right? Wasn't it that that the mozzarella truck? The mozzarella truck. Do you have any stories like that? You know, off the top of my head, the mozzarella truck always flips. So it always <laughs> comes to mind when my client he. When he Italian guy, he drives a little small van full of mozzarella and olive oil flipped over on the freeway. There were so many horrible accidents and he hurt his thumb. My But the, my thumb, what separates us from the monkey, but the, my thumb. And, and all these attorneys are there in court. My client died. My client's got paralysis. My client's got this. My client's got that. And I've got a guy with a thumb, my thumb. And mozzarella everywhere on the freeway. <laughs> it was harder to clean up the mozzarella than the body parts. There it is. That's the craziest story. And we've just reprised it. Well, Rufus, it was a delight to have you here. But you can never, you can never come back. Not to here. This is uh, a shocking turn of events. Let me, I have to take a picture. I, it I, ate the plant in front of me, Zuckerman. I know. I neglected to bring chew toys. I, and look, I, whenever... I have an animal or a kid around, or a little kid. It's distract. That must have been very distracting for you to watch this dog go from thing to thing. Yes, yes, it was. And so, if we do it at, at, at Baldy, it's, it's going to be fine because she's got her toys and her things. Oh, is that what she eats? She won't. Yeah, she doesn't do plants at, at Baldwin Hills. She does her chew toys. But I neglected to bring any with me, so she created her own chew toy. Really, Kong really kills it with the chew toys. And the, do you know Kong? Yeah, they make. The, the best squeezy toys ever. Just I've got ever. it. I got a duck. I got that guy who turned into a pickle. Remember the wizard yeah, yeah. pickled guy? Yeah. Uh, with She loves to carry him around by his eyes. Yes. And uh, she likes chew toys. Oh, boy. There you go. If I only bought a, a dried out chicken foot. Uh, <laughs> she loves to uh, masticate those and, and rehydrate them with her spittle until it turns mm. back into flesh. And then once she has it, like a piece of skin for a skin graft, she then swallows I've it whole. I've never seen a dog do this. I don't know what to tell you. Well, like, you're a good go, dad letting her eat the plant. Well, not my plant. <laughs> Whose plants are they? It's Mark's. Oh, Mark. really? And and ah. he's going to ask what happened to the plant, and I'm going to shrug my shoulders. <laughs> Mark gonna, is the is the man who cleans the, your cars. Yes, and he's going to wonder what the fuck happened to his plant, <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to ask him if there's rodents in here. going to ask him what he's let in here. It's going to be a mystery to him. There you oh, go. Stop All right. that. Well, we have to end the show. We will, uh, oh boy, we'll see you next week on Spike's Car Radio.
Thanks for listening to Spikes Car Radio, brought to you by Hangar 56. Listen to new episodes every Wednesday, and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.